I have a feeling today that Henry, as well as the rest of you, is very happy because on the paper, as you look at your schedule for today, it says a word from Pastor John. Well, it will be almost just about a word is about all our time we've got left. And that's okay. What I wanted to say basically is, uh, what I prepared was just a comment about the healthy church. What is a healthy church? And I think a healthy church very much is reflected in the different ministries you heard uh, presented. I think a healthy church very much is uh, connected with our willingness to be involved. And so the reason these were presented is to challenge you because in about uh, three or four days, we begin a new year. So now is the preparation time for what the future is going to bring. So most of these ministries are still very open to your service and your involvement. And yes, it may push you out of your comfort area. It may challenge you to do a little bit more than you've ever done before. But even as I heard Melanie mention where she was saying, I tried to move one direction, but I kept getting pulled back into something. The point was, she still allowed herself to be pulled back in in order to continue to serve. And I want to encourage you and challenge you to step beyond your own comfort zone, step beyond your own ability and uh, truly step forward and be used because our church has needs. And I think in service oftentimes is when we grow the most and we develop and we become the most uh, fruitful. A healthy church by definition, very quickly. You know, a lot of people would define it based on its finances, that everything's paid for and life is good, or maybe by the number of people who come together to worship could be by their foreign missions involvement, could be by their youth involvement, could be by children's ministry, many different things. But when we look at a biblical understanding, even as we would look at something like uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want to read that for us very quickly. And I'd really like to encourage you, instead of looking at me, maybe you even want to close your eyes, but I want you just to listen and think as we walk through 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. As it moves on down, it says that we're a body, we're a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and though it, 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 all of its parts are many, they, are, they all form one body. So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one Spirit into the body, wherein Jews or, or Greeks, slave or free, we, are, we were all given the same Spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot says, because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body, it is not for the reason to cease uh, to part of the, uh, of the body. And if it's the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not even for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body is an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable... Uh, we treat with special honor, and the parts that we feel as unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while 
other presentable parts need no special treatment. By God, uh, but God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in one body, but that its parts should be equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, all suffer. If one part is honored, all rejoice. Now you're part of the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. If one suffers, all suffer. If one rejoices, we all rejoice. I don't know about you, but I know I will be admit I'm sometimes guilty of not taking adequate rejoicing over the successes of another thing within the church. I tend to look at that and say, wow, they're doing really well. Good for them, but you know, I'm just not up to the same speed. They're ahead of me. They're doing really a good job. When in fact, we need to remind ourselves that success is in the church by others are good news for us because it means the body is healthy. There are three things that are usually defined with a healthy church. Very quickly, those being a church that is made up of people who are growing. And that can be in numbers. It can be in spiritual maturity. But growth by a church is very important for a church to be healthy. Secondly, a church that is a serving church. Made up of people who are willing to step out and say, I want to do something of value for the kingdom of God. And thirdly, building others up. To build the body. To develop the body. You know, recently I read something and a, a reference was to the term uplifting. Talking about worship services and activities in the church being uplifting or not. You know, uplifting it does have to do with our spiritual walk. But uplifting is something I'm challenging myself with what Christ's experience was and what His model was. You know, Jesus did not have a whole lot of emotional uplifting experiences. He didn't have a whole lot of a support system. People constantly coming around saying, way to go, Jesus. You know, for us as Christians, if growth, service, and the building of the body are by any definition that of a healthy church, it may, may very well mean we've chosen a challenging path. Those ministries that you have in there, none of them are saying this is a hee-hee-ha-ha, ha, isn't this fun ministry. They're all designed for the purpose of reaching out in the name of Jesus. To follow Christ means that we've got to do more than just allow ourselves to be self-centered enough to be looking for that which makes us content and us satisfied. So when I think of uplifting, I'm not really worried about whether or not I feel good or whether I feel that it really brings me to a, an emotional high as much as I'm interested in saying, I want to come closer to Jesus. I pray today that through serving in any of those groups, or if you have an idea of a, a group that we haven't got going yet. We talked on uh, Christmas Day about the nativity scene. I had several people afterward kind of, uh, talked about having a live nativity scene. And they actually said that they thought we ought to try it here. I was shocked. I thought, wow, creativity lives. It's a miracle. If you've got a dream and you've got a skill, 
even if it's not normal within a church that you think of as something that the church normally does, let's talk. Maybe that's a ministry that could actually be effective in reaching others and touching lives that we wouldn't normally touch. So again, growth, spiritual growth, depth of walk with Jesus, serving, being bold enough to step forward and push yourself and build up the body of Christ as a healthy church. Let us pray. Father God, we come to You today giving thanks for the various ministries that You've established here. We ask that You would establish more ministries and that we would dare to be a part of those. Father, give us not a desire to find a place to rest and take it easy and feel good, but give us a desire to serve. Give us the creativity and the boldness to step forth in Your name. In Jesus' name we pray.